Welcome back to 2023 and some good news, our podcast will be doing another lap around the sun this year for our third season. Uh, today we release our first episode of the year and our 99th episode ever. Uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the Christmas period and has had a wonderful start to the new year. A few things that are happening here at ABSA before we launch into today's episode. Uh, our Term 1 webinar program is up and running. We're super excited to have over 130 of our boarding schools purchase this bundle uh, while our early bird special offer is running. If anyone hasn't yet purchased this and would like to, please reach out to us here at the office. Uh, we're very excited for our behaviour management pillars and youth mental health and wellbeing certificate courses, which are starting in a few weeks' time. Our state divisions have began with their meetings and events. Uh, and the Taking the Reins conference, which, which is on at the beginning of March, uh, and our registrations are flowing in from all of our new leaders in boarding. We can't wait for this event. If you or anyone you know is interested in appearing on our podcast, uh, you think you might know someone who has a fantastic story or journey that we all need to hear, then please reach out to us as we'd love to arrange a time to chat. Anyway, enough of that, and let's introduce our first episode of the year where I spoke with newest APSA employee, our Director of Member Services, Genevieve Darnells. Jen's joined the team coming over from the USA, so it was awesome to learn more about her journey, the move, what brought it on, how she's finding it, differences that she's noticed in cultures, uh, strange things that we do here, or maybe that they don't do over there. Uh, we spoke about Jen working on about boarding schools here in Brisbane and then what she's learned so far, if she's enjoyed it in her first few days working, being on the ground. Uh, we spoke about the future for her and her aspirations and a few of Jen's hopes while she's here in Australia. Uh, so Jen, thanks for joining me with this chat. A uh, great way for our members to get to know you uh, a little bit more before you get out and have the opportunity to meet with our wonderful community. Uh, so I hope everyone enjoys this week's episode and of course the year ahead on the podcast. Welcome and welcome. We're about to launch into the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Thank you for joining. Here we go. So welcome back, everyone, to the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Uh, today, it's fantastic as we're back for our first episode of our third season, our 99th episode ever. Uh, and today we're speaking with the newest ABSA employee, Director of Member Services, Genevieve Darms. Jen, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, Jen, chatting with you today is a really good way for all of our members, I guess, to get to know you before you have the opportunity to, to go out and meet them or speak to them on the phone. And I've done a little bit of that. Um, so for those that don't know anything about you, which is majority of them, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about where you grew up. Uh, well, I grew up in California in the Inland Empire, and then I moved to Orange County, which is, they're both very different, but very lovely. Um, Orange County has more beach scenery. Celebrities want to live there. <laughs> Inland Empire, lots of um, mountains, I guess, and good food. Uh, yeah. And so, when did you go to school? Um, high school, yeah. But I went. Uh, okay, so high school, I went to Altaloma in the Inland Empire. Then I went to uh, Danny Hills High School in Orange County. Then I went to Faith Lutheran College in South Australia <laughs> for six months because um, my dad's Australian and he wanted us to have that time with, you know, getting to know our Australian culture. Yep. Um, and then I moved back to Orange County, finished up high school there, 
did community college and then transferred to uh, California Polytechnic State University in San Luis Obispo. Bit of a journey. Yeah, lots of bouncing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you moved, let's talk about the six months that you had at Faith Lutheran College. Mm-hmm. Did your mum and dad come over with you? No, it's just me. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Because they're a day school. Mm-hmm. Did you, where'd you live? Um, so I lived with my dad's best friend. Yep. Um, he lived in the Barossa and then we took the school bus to school. Um, did cattle club there and winemaking, very good, which was pretty fun. Um, definitely a bit of a culture shock getting to try wine at school at oh, the wow. age of uh, sixteen, I believe I was. So, yeah, that very, was very interesting. Pretty fun. Did you, uh, you know, what do you think? How did it compare to being at school in America? Um, very different because it was private school. So, like my art class, we got all the materials we wanted, which was also a bit of a culture shock because like I can have all this access to all these things whereas public school it's very limited in the funding so yeah not as much resources yeah. um and the classroom sizes were smaller too so really got to know everyone there yeah when when you say classroom sizes were smaller give us a difference difference in numbers um so I'd say like 20 or less at Faith Lutheran and then all my other schools back in California were like 30, yeah, sometimes 35. Yeah, okay. So a little bit bigger. And uh, and did you enjoy your time at school? I did. Yeah. I like school. It's good. Was into the sports. So what was your favorite sport? Uh water polo. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Yeah, cool. Tell me about your time at uh Cali Poly. Um, Cal Poly. Well, I was there for two years and a quarter. Um that's also kind of similar to the Barossa Valley, like similar kind of climate. Yeah. Um, also, well, lots of dairy farms around there and winemaking. It's a big ag school. Yeah. What were you uh, What were you studying? I studied psychology, and then I got two minors, one in child development and the other in entrepreneurship. Yeah, nice. Tell me about the child development. So studying, like, adolescence, um, child PTSD. Yeah. Um, what made you want to get into that? I think because my parents are both educators. I was very um, interested in like teaching and stuff, but also not wanting to teach because <laughs> everyone in my family is a teacher. <laughs> um, but I've always been interested in psychology because um, I had a stroke when I was younger and lost yeah. all my speech. So really? yeah, so from a school was always hard for me. And then that kind of got me into like wanting to know more about the brain and yeah. why my brain was the way it was, what parts of my brain were affected. So that's kind of what got me into psychology. And then can, I, can we talk about that? Yeah. So how old were you when you had a stroke? I was 18 months old. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you probably don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember a traumatic event, but yeah. whenever my mom talks about it, she like cries. And yeah, it was very traumatic for her because she like recounts everything from it. Um, but for me, I'm, I just remember the aftermath of school being very difficult and then speech was always kind of an issue, yeah. but obviously now it's yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah. That's, so, yeah, that's, wow. That's, yeah. That's incredible. Sorry to mom for asking this question if, if you are listening, mom, um, but you know, can you run me through how that sort of all unfolded? Um, yeah. So I was in the bathtub and mom was giving me a bath and then I started seizing up i'm not sure if it was a seizure or stroke because my mom says i'm interchangeably and i don't know i know they're different (laughs) medically um but 
I think I might have been a seizure from fever induced, but um, yeah, I was in the bathtub and then my uncle came over and then he was the one that called 911 because he was just freaking out too and was like, yeah, she needs to go to the hospital. I think she's having a seizure. Um, So then, yeah, they took me away and did all that stuff. My mom thought I was going to (laughs) die. Here I am now. Yeah. Um, So if... After uni or after college, what were you doing in the USA? After college. Um, well, that was such a great time with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hard to find a job. Uh, I took a beekeeping class in college because that was the only way I can convince my parents not to stay home and live at home. <laughs> so, and that was the only class in person. So I did beekeeping and then my teacher was like, there's a beekeeping job opportunity. And I was like, no way. I'm sh- I'm going to find a job. That'll be so easy. But everyone was getting laid off. So I said, okay, beekeeping job looks pretty good. I'll go look at bees That's every day. <laughs> Tell me what that means. <laughs> so basically, I was bee grading for a month. Um, so I'd go open bee boxes and make sure that the farmers were getting the quality of bees that they paid for. And then in turn, we would ensure that the beekeepers got their money. So we were like the third party verification that they're getting, everyone's getting what they wanted. Um, got stung a lot. I was just going to say, have you ever been stung? Oh my God. <laughs> it was like, um, I'd say on average 50 times a day. Oh wow. Yeah. And there are some bees where if it was like a beekeeper's bees, you knew like, oh, this beekeeper doesn't have the best bees because they're a little aggressive. But um, yeah, the one day I didn't get stung, I bought a lottery ticket. I bet. And I won. So it's a good day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then um, from there, my friend um, told me about this program about teaching English in Spain. And I said, that looks pretty good. I'll try that out. And then luckily got it and then moved to Spain for a year. And that was last year. That was last year. So you spent the year doing that. I mean, tell me what what brought that experience on you know what made you think oh i want to go and and, and try this in spain um well at that point i was thinking maybe like speech pathology dabbling in that and i thought it'd be good to work with kids at a school that'd look good for grad school um because i did a lot of research in college and interned with a speech pathologist um and also it was traveling during the pandemic so (laughs) that was also a big plus um yeah and just I guess working with kids getting back into the education system and yeah. using what I learned in school and how to apply that in like the real world setting seemed really fascinating to me what were some of your favorite things uh that you did while you're in Spain um I guess like building relationships with like the teachers and students and like the language exchange and learning yeah. like some of the words that people locally use yeah. um where you were, did they speak much English? Yeah, they did, because I was in Madrid, so it was like okay. a big city. So yeah. I wouldn't say I learned as much Spanish as I'd like to, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still practicing. Um, yeah, it was great. And then traveling was just so nice. It's so easy to get around in Europe. You did some traveling, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Tried to, and then after that job, I took time off and traveled around Europe for three months. Just awesome. packing. Yeah, good. Just the, by yourself. Yeah met up with people one guy from my high school randomly was on the same walking tour as me and then 
ran into a friend from Spain that moved to Budapest just on the street. So small world. Small world. Yeah. Wrong there. So then the, tell me about your, your job at working with the with the children over there. What did you have to do on a day-to-day basis? Um, day-to-day basis was kind of different because the classes changed kind of every day. Yeah. Um, like, so I'd have teach history on Monday, I believe it was. Um, and then taught biology, English. Um, I was kind of assisting, like, the teachers in the classroom yeah. most of the time. Um, if they had to leave, then I was teaching the entire class, which sometimes can be challenging when they're all speaking Spanish very fast, <laughs> and I don't always understand everything. Um, and if the teacher wasn't there and it was just me, that's the perfect opportunity to act up. So absolutely, that was fun. I'm sure a few uh, staff members who are li- listening to this can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Boarders and students potentially playing up and going a bit rogue when the substitute teacher comes into class. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, off the record, there was um, kids because the movie titles are different in Spain on Netflix. So I accidentally showed a rated R movie, but it, I didn't show all of it. But it took me a while to figure out that it was rated R. <laughs> I couldn't like figure out what the title was in English, and then because they switched the titles up and I was like, oh my God, I'm showing a rated RPG in class. Um, so look, we'll, we'll keep moving on to the start of this year when you obviously made the move here to Australia. I guess, firstly, what made you want to come here? Um, I guess also to just get, my sister lives over here. Where does um, she live? She lives in South Australia near Adelaide. Yeah. Um, yes, and half my family is over here. So I oh. guess also wanting to get more in touch with you know the culture and everything are they all over the place or are they down in south australia as well um yeah most of my dad's family is in south australia yeah so yeah it's been cool figuring out i mean i've visited here a lot but you know there's a lot of things i'm still learning yeah that are different from back home that's well that's a good you know good question what are some of the major differences that you you've seen already in your what two three weeks here well, I mean, opposite side of the road is like a big one, like crossing the street, trying to remember which side I have to turn my head on, um, calling candy lollies, <laughs> and then schedule. I don't schedule. Yeah. Is that how you guys say? And with Richard being an English teacher, he picks up on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are just a few, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, what made you want to work here at APSA? Um, well, Richard's, um, been, he's worked with my parents in the past. Um, so I knew like it'd be a good company environment because he's always in a good mood and also his basketball coach. So I know he's probably, he is good at like giving like good, um, constructive, like criticism on how to improve and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, that really interested me and he said it'd be good to even move on to other careers too. Um, and good networking experience. And I've, love socializing with people so yeah awesome thought it was a great opportunity awesome any future job aspirations what does your i guess what is your dream job look like um i don't know if i have a dream job <laughs> yet uh i want to get into real estate at some point yeah cool but that's just a side thing now um I don't know. I just love working with people and like talking with a lot of people. So any job that kind of yeah. nourishes that, yeah. you know. 
So boring. Yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah. Still trying to learn everyone's name stuff. So. Yeah. And so have you enjoyed your your first I guess it's been a bit longer than one week, but your first few weeks here in the Abster office? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Still learning the ropes, you know. It's only been two weeks, but yeah, yeah. it's been really good. So you had a year in Spain last year. You've now got your 12 months here or however long you end up staying. Yeah. Um, you're obviously a long way from your parents who were back in the States. Mm-hmm. How are you How are you dealing with that? Um, I think pretty well. Yeah. I'm kind of used to being like away from my family. Um, I lived with my grandparents in high school because um, when we moved, my parents moved back to Ranch Cucamonga. Um, and we're say, kind of committing. Say, say that again. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> That's where I grew up um, in the Inland Empire. Um, but yeah, so I took care of my grandparents while I was in high school. Um, so I, I'm kind of used to kind of being a little bit away from my parents every now and then. Um, and then in college, yeah, it was four hours away from them. So Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, is there any key traditions that you've noticed about that we might celebrate or something that we do here in Australia that you're like, what on earth is, are they talking about or what on earth are they doing? I mean, it's, uh, one thing that comes to mind is shoeies. <laughs> I don't understand them uh, at all. Like, why is that a thing? It's so gross to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I can't answer that one. Really and busy. so many people are willing to do them. I don't understand. Mostly boys. Yeah, but yeah, um, that's something. Yeah, that's oh, very... see if we, we can get you to do one by the end of the year. That would take a <laughs> lot. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, you're obviously now working at Clayfield College as well. Um, you're working in and living there as a as a boarding assistant. Tell me about your time at Clayfield. I think you've been there about a week now. Enjoying it? I think it's been four days. Four days. Yeah. Okay. I've jumped the gun. Not even quite. Yeah. So also still learning the ropes. Yeah. Um, but all the girls are really sweet. Um, yeah. It's been great meeting everyone. The chefs from Colombia. Awesome. So hopefully I can practice some Spanish there. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Catherine's great. Um, she's head of boarding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everyone I've worked with has been really great. Yeah, yeah, just trying to learn everyone's things. <laughs> That's been the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you you know during your time? And it's only been four days that you've just gone, wow, this this is this is this is something this place does really really well. I think like keeping the girls on the schedule. Yeah. It's been really or schedule. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Um, but yeah, it's very like they have a good routine down. I think. Um, and they're very strict on it. Or sometimes they can be a little loose, but like if it's like, okay, volleyball game, the girls are having a little fun. We'll yeah. go five minutes over. But for the most part, yeah. they're pretty good about keeping the girls on track, which I think is good. Yeah, nice. Routine's nice. Can you see a future in the boarding world for yourself? Like working there? Yeah. Um, I can't really plan my life because it just goes in all sorts of directions. <laughs> but I could maybe, yeah. I have no I didn't think I'd end up in Australia and here I am so or Spain so it's been a journey it has look we'll move on to what we call our fast five segment okay Okay. so five questions um some are boarding related some aren't okay Okay. so question one favorite food Mm, probably Thai Good choice. There's a very, very good tie. I said this to Catherine in our podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a very good tie right opposite Clayfield College. Oh, yeah. 
marinara. It's unbelievable. Ooh, I'll have to try it. Uh, question two, a place, I know you love your traveling, uh, so a place you haven't been yet that you want to go to. I really want to go to Greece and South Africa. South Africa. Question three, favorite holiday destination. Mm, favorite holiday destination. Mm. Like somewhere I've gone on my holiday. Yeah, somewhere you have gone, yeah. I guess Louisiana because that's where, but my family doesn't really travel that much on the holidays, but yeah, I'd say Louisiana. Yep. Uh, something, question four. Something that you love to do when you're away from the school. I know you've only been there for four days. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, once I get a car, hopefully surfing. Gotta gotta get that car first, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, or rock climbing. Awesome. When I get to that. Yeah, cool. Uh, and question five, lucky last, your favorite movie? Mm, well, 10 Things I Hate About You is always like a good rom-com. You know, Heath Ledger. Yep. He's Australian, so very good. Not bad on the apps like either. So that now brings us on to our story time. We know everyone loves a story, uh, and I know you've only been working in boarding four days, but I'm hoping that you might have a story that just sticks with you from your time so far. Yeah, so my first Sunday shift, um, the girls were getting ready for church, but this Sunday service was very special because the boys would be joining us. So the girls took um, extra long getting ready, <laughs> fixing their hair, putting on mascara. Um, and they got really into singing, you know, for uh, Jesus, especially when, you know, the boys walked in and the looks. Um, the pastor did a really good job of trying to get the girls and guys to mingle. You know, he's like, go up in pairs of two. But um, some were a bit shyer than others. And then the boys came back to have dinner with us and all the girls were very excited and then heard after the event, a couple Snapchats were exchanged <laughs> in Instagram. Um, took them a while to warm up to each other though, um, how to get some card games and volleyball games going for them and uh, teach the girls how to, you know, make introductions, <laughs> ask them to come hang out. So it was fun. Got, uh, That's good. That's very good. Yeah. It was a good, good day. Yeah, got the boarding staff to play um, throw the burrito, that game, where you throw burritos at each other. Not yeah. real burritos, oh. but like a right. fake burrito. It's a game. Yeah. So pretty fun. Pretty fun day. Very um, good. That's good. Yeah. But traveling story, um, trying to think of some. I've had some crazy ones. Um, when I went to Tangier, uh, got off the plane, met a lady, asked her for directions. She was really nice gave me a ride to where my friends were and my cell service stopped working. So I had no way of texting my friends, but um, luckily they showed up in time. And yeah, and I, I'm very thankful to that lady because after I found out taxi drivers there are the nicest, um, lots of times they drive you in circles and <laughs> make you pay more or take you to another taxi driver and then the guys would start arguing with you about the price. So. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stories yeah, that pop up. I I can't. Yeah, I'd have to think on that one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, to finish our podcast, I usually ask your five top tips. Mm-hmm. that you'd pass on to anyone that's looking at starting out working and boarding. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to do is change it up Yeah. and say three things that you've learned working in boarding so far whether that be for ABSA or whether that be for Clayton College. Just three things you've learned about the industry. Mm. 
I think just building like the relationship with the girls because I know it's probably really hard for a lot of them not being with their families and being away from them and not seeing their parents every day um so just trying to be like a place for them if they need to talk talk to them um that's something I've learned because some of them have like opened up to me a little bit yeah cool um they can probably see you've got that same you know you've got that vulnerability there as well not being with your family all the time mm-hmm. and being so far away from your family so, yeah yeah um another thing I guess is um just also trying to make it fun for them because I know technology has been the main issue so far with <laughs> them wanting to be on their phones all the time same so, as every school yeah so I'm like okay it's Sunday. Let's go do something. Yeah, awesome. In some trouble, good trouble, you know. So, uh, yeah, just making some fun activities for them to do. Some yeah. games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. Very good. No, that's cool. That's done. <laughs> that brings an end to our, our chat today. And I just wanted to thank you so much for your time and sharing your story. Uh, we're super lucky to have you here. Um, with ABSA and I'm sure Clayford College for the exact same. So we look forward to the next 12 months and whatever the future holds for you. Um, we look forward to you getting out there and meeting all of our um, member schools and their staff. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of On Duty. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week.